What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of For the Good Ministry. Come on, get up here. Buddy's being needy. Mr. Goblin. There we go. <laughs> we got Stinky over on Michelle's lap, and then we got my son laying with me. He's been a stinky butt recently. Yeah, really he smelly. Has. He's been farting like crazy. Yeah. Sorry to all the people that are listening. You can't see the dogs. Yeah. But. YouTube's better. <laughs> Kidding. A no, lot I, of... ac- actually, I mean, you know, I'm being serious. But... Uh, yeah, I'm totally being serious. <laughs> totally being serious. But... Um, no, actually, we have a lot of listeners. Yeah, we have a lot more, more listeners than, than watchers. Viewers, yeah, yeah. But... which I mean, I'm more of a I'm more of a listener when it comes to uh, podcasts that are a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, me too. Like walking, yeah, or doing yeah. Something so where... like the becoming something podcast, mm-hmm. I usually watch. Like on my, because they're only like oh, yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah. It's like a yeah. YouTube video. Yeah. But something where it's like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. It's just better just turn to on it. Spotify, crank, crank it up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, get to it. How do you want to get, how do you want to get into this thing, honey? <laughs> how do you want to start this shindig? Um. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll start. So... <laughs> I haven't talked at all this yeah. whole time. Yeah, why, why, why don't I give you the mic for a second? No, Hot mic, spit for 30 seconds, and then it's back on me. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, Michelle and I have nothing prepared. We're just going to, Michelle and I are just going to have a conversation, and mm-hmm. the cameras are just on us. Yeah. So everything that Michelle and I are about to talk about, this is literally our conversations. Y'all, yeah. y'all are in the living room with us. Yeah. Like, imagine y'all are sitting on the couch just observing and what Michelle and I talk about. telling you a story. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what this podcast is going to be about. So yeah. if y'all are looking for a lesson or whatever, there'll be a lot of value. In yeah, it. there'll be a lot of value. But if you're looking for one specific topic. Yeah. No, I mean, we're just going to talk. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, it was really funny yesterday, honey, mm-hmm. was when we were taking that Simba's quiz. Yeah. And we were in the kitchen. Yeah. So we just got done with premarital. We'll go into that in a little bit. But. So we had to, after the premarital, we got sent an email to take this quiz and it basically asked you just a bunch of questions mm-hmm. and it's about, I want to give more detail yeah, on the questions. Yeah. It's like in your house growing up, who handled this in mm-hmm. the future, who is going to handle this between you and your partner and your name was on there. Mm-hmm. It was specific to us. And then it was like, what's important to you? What things do you think you'll struggle with as a couple? It was just like a like in-depth test about like things that we've talked about if we're on the same page. It's mm-hmm. literally an assessment to see yeah. how... To see how much we've communicated. Yes. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Like some of these questions, it was, have you all talked about religion? And yeah. it's like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Because this was given to us by one of our church leaders so that's well, that's why we were Simbis, confused but the sembus isn't it's yeah it's it, broad it's not it's yeah it's yeah. not affiliated with any religions yeah and but. it was it was weird because we talked about this too that some of the questions were about like would you control this situation blah 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 and it's like well i don't have control over anything so i don't I don't know how you yeah, want me to, like some, some of, of the them, questions I just want to leave blank because yeah, I was like I don't understand some of them it was really hard because it was like like the part about do you think it's important to keep your independence when you get married yeah and I was like well 
if we're looking at it biblically, like we're not independent anyways. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. a step further than that, we're one flesh yeah. now. Yeah. So it's like So there it there is no independence. There's one. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. It, yeah. it was it was a little harder to answer, which now that we've taken the test, we'll have a meeting. Yeah. With the guy that ran the premarital seminar and I, I'm curious to see what he has to say about all of that. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, this just sounds really worldly. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone nowadays is like, keep your independence. Like don't get tied down. And yeah. it's like, I can go out and do whatever I want and you shouldn't have to have a problem with it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, now Michelle and um, I are going to have the same life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to keep us closer together mm-hmm. than you having your own life and you going on your little girl trips and me going on my, like, come on now. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so in the kitchen the other day, we were talking about it. Our and then, answers. Yeah. Cause our we answers. took it separately. So we wanted yeah. to see if yeah. we answered some of the questions yeah. the same way. And so, <laughs> so I gave Michelle a kiss and I was like, oh my gosh, honey, you're just, you're so beautiful. And then we looked at each other we're like, what'd you put? Yeah. <laughs> We knew, and, we knew what question yeah, we yeah. were talking about. And, and the question was, how sexually active do you think you and your partner will be? <laughs> and uh, we were like, more than once a day. Yeah. And we both said it at the same time. <laughs> and yeah, yeah we, it, it was funny and because... Then, and then who's initiating it? Yeah. And we said both. Yeah, we had literally this, I am so excited to like, I hope he goes over all the answers because I yeah. have a feeling we literally answered everything the exact same yeah. way. Yeah, he's going to look at it and be like, wow, this is... Yeah, y'all don't need to be in here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. We're so imperfect. Yeah. But we've talked about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So. It was just really funny in the kitchen because, yeah. I mean, some people It may- was one of those like had to be there moments because there was no context like yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. He walked in and I was like, oh, did you take... Th- I just took the test. Like that was interesting, whatever. Went into the kitchen. I forget what I was doing. I think you were putting something in the fridge. Or, yeah, I don't we were, know. We were, I don't put, remember. You, we were putting your water in the fridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you went you, to the same school for me. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you gave me a kiss. Mm-hmm. And then we both were like, I knew what, you, like, I know what you're thinking. Like, what did you put? Yeah. And then, yeah, we both gave the exact same answer. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And I also want to go on the record and say there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Because yeah. there are some clips that have been on the internet that, I have said where I'm like, I'm incredibly obsessed with Michelle mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, you're, that's you're, she's an idol. She's an idol. You're making yeah. that an idol. And I'm over here like, I don't, I don't know if y'all actually understand biblical marriage then. Well, and the word obsessed has a really bad connotation. With yeah, it. it does. So it's like, well, yeah, biblical marriage is like, you're literally supposed to die to yourself and put mm-hmm. the other person above you. Yeah. So if that's what being obsessed means, yeah. Yeah. You know? It's it's weird because it's like people be like, I'll, you know, this guy better watch out. Or people are like, this sounds like an idol. I don't know if this is biblical. Like, watch out for this guy. And it's like, do y'all believe in Ephesians 5 or not? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that we just talked about, the independence thing. Yeah. People are like, no, like that shouldn't be. And nowadays it's too, you know, you're, what is, what is it called? You're a simp. Oh yeah. If you show your feelings, right? Like all of my past relationships, like Mm -hmm. no feelings whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like people questioned whether we were dating or friends. Yeah. I I don't know when, when, because that clip went viral on like, or not viral, just like a lot of stuff, a lot of comments, half of them were very, 
positive, oh man, this is exactly how I loved, I've loved my wife for 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. Then you have the people that are single, Mm -hmm. probably never been in a serious relationship. So when they say stuff like that, it's like, dude, you're just bringing out insecurities of yourself because you haven't found this love yet. There's nothing wrong with me being obsessed with my woman that I'm going to marry one day. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, that's like, I'm going to say it like this. (laughs) If you believe in Ephesians 5 Mm -hmm. and you believe that whole passage, then if you are ashamed of saying I'm obsessed with my partner, I'm in love with my partner, then you're probably ashamed of saying I love Jesus as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. The two things are literally like those things coexist yeah Yeah. you know and it's so easy for someone to take that out of context and see that clip and be like oh this is so unhealthy because it's like okay you also don't understand the fact that god is way above me Mm -hmm. and he's way above you Mm -hmm. you know like that's what comes first yeah but biblical marriage is dying to yourself and putting the other person above yourself Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to do that if i'm not obsessed with you yeah you know that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I think it's just that word. It's the same thing with submission. Yeah, People are like, yeah. oh, it's so bad. And it's like, no, no, no. You think the word is bad. Yeah. And also you are listening to the world. Yeah. And the world's going to tell you that it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to go on the record and say right now, Michelle and I don't make each other an idol. No, <laughs> no, we like, do not. I'll be like, there's, there's a difference between making someone an idol and loving them with all of your heart. Exactly. And even on that point, well, actually, I'm not going to get into that. And people are going to say what they want to say. Yeah. But. So I'm going to go on the record again and say I am incredibly obsessed with Michelle, my future wife, and I love her with all my heart. I'm never going to go back on that and say, oh, yeah, you guys are right. It's not biblical. No, it's biblical. Read Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5. Study Ephesians 5. Yeah. And then once you get done studying that, read Psalms. Mm -hmm. The whole book of Psalms. And then, I mean... Everyone has their own theology and stuff, but I mean, I do not believe God is looking at me like, oh, you should not be obsessed with your partner. If God told me that, yeah, I don't know how much I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I would believe, oh yeah, you should love your partner less, actually. You love them a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. As long as they're yeah, not above him. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about premarital because yeah. Michelle and I haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. Or we have like here and there, but. So when we started dating and if you've heard our story, you know that like we already knew we were going to get engaged. Mm-hmm. He told his friends when I went to go see him for the first time that we were dating And in that moment, when he was telling his friends, he already knew that he was going to propose and that Mm -hmm. we were going to get married. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the first conversations we had, like when we were like, okay, yeah, this is, this is it. And then it was like, let's, let's do like premarital. Let's Mm -hmm. like make sure that we're doing this the right way, because this was the first relationship that both of us had had after giving our lives to Jesus, that was like really that serious. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Serious relationship after both of us yes. being saved. Yes. For me, it was only like four months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was only in one relationship before you and it yeah. was, it was like a weekend. Yeah. Couple dates. Yeah. 
Yeah. See you later. <laughs> I went on lots of dates. And you then, went like, on a lot. Kind of dated somebody, but yeah. it was like not healthy at all. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this was like the first where we were like, okay, yeah, this is this is it. Mm-hmm. I always knew after I gave my life to Jesus that like premarital was going to be something that. Oh yeah. I was going to do even mm-hmm. before I met you. Mm-hmm. Um. So luckily, after we moved to this new city. Uh, the church that we're going to had a seminar scheduled in February and we were like, yeah. oh, it's perfect. That's mm-hmm. like right on time because we're literally getting married in a month and like 15 days at this point. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we signed up last winter, which feels crazy because it felt like that was like five months ago and it wasn't really that long ago when mm-hmm. we signed up. For yeah, it. we signed up for it in December. Yeah, but um, it's less time to December now from our wedding date. Oh, yeah. To go backwards. Yeah, to go backwards. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But like we were just watching the Grinch yesterday, honey. Yeah, it does. Shout out Grinch. It feels like I was just in Houston yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so it wasn't like a one on one thing. It was a seminar and there was... I'm trying to think. There's three couples at every table, and there was three tables. Um, is that nine people? No. no that's way more. No. <laughs> no, three, there were... Nine there, couples. There were 18 people total. Yeah, nine couples. Yeah. And we went over Sacred Marriage by Gary Thomas. So I read his Sacred Search book when I... After I gave my life to Jesus. Actually, I think I read it at the beginning of last year. Mm. And then I read like outdated. If you're single and you're a believer, I totally recommend books about dating. It helped me so much. It opened my eyes to so much. After I gave my life to Jesus, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm waiting until I'm married to have sex with my husband. Mm-hmm. And when I decided that and then I read the books about dating, they explain why it's so important in a way that I've never heard it explained to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish I would have read this book when I was in high school. Mm. Because, you know, when you're in when you're in like youth group, like they kind of scare you into oh, not having sex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but tell me why. Yeah. You know, like we're all, as humans, we're all curious. We want to know like, yeah. why is this a thing? Mm-hmm. So to have it explained in a way that I had never heard, I was like, this just like solidifies the fact that this is I'm I'm gonna wait until I'm married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those books are good. Sacred Marriage, Outdated. Uh, there's one that's called Single Dating, Engaged, Married. I never got to read oh, yeah. that book, but I've heard really good things about that. If you're single, go read all those books. They're mm-hmm. so helpful. But yeah, so we went over like some of the videos mm-hmm. from the book. It was just Gary on the screen and he was just talking um through a couple sessions and giving biblical uh text for what a marriage is supposed to be like and just like examples and it was it was just really good so we're just gonna sit here and talk about things that were new to us things that we already knew but that were like just emphasized Mm -hmm. there and then um, we'll talk about some of the things that we got to talk about after we were done because there was like communication cards of like questions that we could like talk about. Mm-hmm. And that I kind of want to read off to everyone because they are going to help your relationship yeah. 
like crazy. Yeah, we can. I have it right next to me, so yeah. we'll go through and read some of the questions. Yeah. First, I just wanna I just wanna say to the people that are dating or even engaged, please do not listen to anyone at all. Everyone's gonna have an opinion. This week, honey, in specific, I got a lot of DMs about people asking me, "Hey, I want to propose to my girlfriend," but people are saying it's too soon. Mm. And They've been dating for like four or five months, some people like two months, some people Mm -hmm. nine months, and they're like, people are telling me it's too early. And in my head, I'm like, I'm just so thankful that you and I didn't listen to anyone. Yeah. So we can give solid advice to the people that are wanting to progress their relationship. Yeah. And in no way are Michelle and I like gifted mentors for you know marriage or or Mm -hmm. whatever it's just it's really cool how god both told us you need to do this Mm -hmm. because you're going to be a light in the future Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it was like everything that we were given in prayer mm -hmm. from him it was like well we can't do that until we're married we can't do that until we're married we can't do that until we're married and it was like okay let's just get married (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. it's like and obviously it depends on the context Mm -hmm. right So some people, you might be hearing that because you're really young, but we sat at a table with a 19 year old man that had just proposed to his girlfriend and And he's about to turn 20. She's 21. Oh, she's 21. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, okay. I thought he's about to turn 20. So they're like a little over a year apart. Oh, okay. Amazing couple. And I was like, so so good for you guys. I saw him at the conference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was working there too. I didn't see her, but but yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if if you don't come from a home that is Christian and doesn't understand that you might not have support if you're young and it's just listening to God over everyone else. And depending on your situation, it could be hard. We were actually in a pretty good position where we were both like, well, I'm already an adult, right? Like I've lived on my own for over three years and, and I was like, I, let's get married. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, there's no one else in the world. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I just, I just want to tell you guys that whatever season you're in of your relationship, or maybe you're single and you're like, I know I'm gonna get married quick, because mm-hmm. that's how it was for Michelle and I. Mm-hmm. Like before her and I even got together, we were like, I just, I even, I told Ian mm-hmm. ever since him and I became best friends, I was like, I'm gonna get married quick. Like I don't need mm-hmm. to. I don't need two years. Yeah. And he was always like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, but the the thing is with with Ian that I really enjoyed was he would challenge me. Mm -hmm. He was like, "Okay, why? Yeah. It wasn't like, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah. He was like, why? Just tell me why. Yeah. Because he he wants the best for me, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And so I understand if. A lot of people don't give you support. I understand how hard it is. Yeah. Because I I went through that. I remember I was, it was my birthday, July 2nd. Michelle and I started dating. First day we started dating. I drove home from dropping her off at her Airbnb. I texted my best friend and said, hey, dude, I'm getting married. I'm going to ask this girl to marry me. And he said, oh, dude, you should wait a couple years. When I tell you that shattered my heart, Mm -hmm. I was like, dang, this is the one thing I wanted him to support me on. Mm -hmm. And he said, no. Mm-hmm. So I understand how hard it is for people that don't get support because I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like not everyone has to agree with you or even understand. Yeah. You know, there are still people to this day that debate whether or not Jesus claimed to be God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so like this is the most perfect man to ever walk the planet ever perform miracles and everything people still debate yeah if he even claimed to be god not if he is god claimed to be god Mm -hmm. some people don't believe in that jesus wasn't understood by everyone yeah so what makes you think everyone's going to understand you proposing to this girl in three Mm -hmm. months it's okay like if but i understand how hard it is but I just, I don't want you to miss out on God's promise because you are looking for validation from your peers and family. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I really just don't want anyone to do. That yeah. that would break my heart because yeah. if I would have done that, Michelle and I would not be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think that I do want to make a disclaimer that we're talking about like if you know that you're going to marry this person and you know that like God has given you that peace Mm, there's obviously situations where people are like don't do this because they're looking out for you yeah you know like there's a difference yeah but um you're not gonna please everybody yeah if this dude is leading you into sin, asking you to go to the clubs, yeah. or in the same way, if this girl wants to have sex with you every time y'all... Ha- I mean, that's probably not the relationship you Exactly. Want, you know? And don't different. get married just to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and even on that point, if she's a believer, you're a believer, y'all go on a date, y'all don't have to like each other because y'all both believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I went on so many dates and you know, I was like, I'm good. Yeah luckily Michelle was the second girl that I dated since I gave my life to Jesus. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's no one else. (laughs) You know, I was very fortunate, Mm -hmm. but you know, the girl, the girl I dated before that, I was like, oh yeah, dang. Yeah, no, this is not, we would not be on the same page ever. Yeah. I, I've just been getting a lot of DMS like that. So I just want to tell y'all who are listening, whether you're engaged or single or wanting to get married, whatever it may be. Not everyone's going to understand your situation, mm-hmm. and that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you have God and that partner, bro, I promise you, you are chilling. The amount of time stuff has happened in my life where I'm like, bro, as long as I have God and Michelle, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am so cool. It is, like, I can, you know, lose my business. I can, you know, not pay rent because uh, I don't have enough money. My car can explode and not have a car. As long as I have God and Michelle, I am so chilling. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. Yeah. And if you're at that point with your relationship where everyone else can be against you and all you want are those two things, then, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's that's when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, premarital seminar time, honey. Yeah, we're going to talk about the things that we learned during that seminar and at the end we'll go over some of the questions too um, that we talked about so Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things which the world gets wrong all the time in relationships uh just to start it off one of the biggest things that we learned that we're going to remember for the rest of our lives and teach our children Mm -hmm. is that relationships marriage is not supposed to make you happy. It's supposed to make you holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I even wanted to expand on that point to all relationships Yeah, are not supposed to make you happy but yeah. more holy. Because yeah. he- here's the thing, though. Let's say you do get in contact with someone that lives in the world, they're secular, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going to make you more holy because they're going to test your fruit. Mm-hmm. They're going to test your patience your kindness your self-control so 
even on the per- person that is a believer, it doesn't matter. Anyone that you come in contact with, mm-hmm. if you have that condition where, oh, it's transactional, mm-hmm. I'm only going to be friends with this person if they give me, you know, maybe they're funny. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to be with them because they make me laugh or they make me happy when I'm mm-hmm. around them. Maybe they give me a lot of positive affirmations. What is that going to do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's so conditional. Yeah. And also, like, the reason why he said happy is because a lot of times people are like, well, I don't want to be friends with this person or I don't want to be with this person because I'm upset with them right now. And it's like, yeah, you're talking about an imperfect person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A human. Yeah. Yes. They're going to upset you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not about that. It's about like pushing you closer to God mm-hmm. and making you more holy. So that was something that I have honestly never been able to say about any of my relationships before Jesus, the ones that I went on dates with after Jesus, like there was no making me holy, Mm -hmm. like at all. Mm -hmm. And I am stubborn. Mm -hmm. And when God tries to correct me on something, I like control. We already went over this. If you've seen that episode about control, (laughs) that's something that I struggle with a lot. Um, there's parts of me that God has been trying to change ever since I gave my life to Jesus. And I've been so stubborn and not listening to them and like, just being like, okay, I'll work on it. Like it's fine, but like not fully putting in the effort or allowing that change. And when you and I got together and things have come up, it's like, okay, yeah, like this needs to change. Mm -hmm. Like it's making me more holy. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's things that we both need to work on and that we've both talked about. And it's like the old me would have been like, no, I'm I'm perfect. Like you're wrong. Like that you just hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. by telling me that I need to work on something that God's already been trying to work on me with. You Mm -hmm. know, it's crazy because it just when he said that, I was like, wow, that's literally our relationship. Mm -hmm. Like we're making each other more holy and we're pushing each other closer to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Also, um, what we're not saying is please don't be with someone that always makes you unhappy. (laughs) You know? Well, I don't think that they're going to make you unhappy if they're making you holy. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you should be focusing more on, okay, this is growth. Yeah. This is supposed to happen. And you might wake up one day. I mean, we're going to learn this really quick being in a tiny apartment with each other. There's going to be things that we both do where it's like, really, Mm -hmm. it might not make me happy, Mm -hmm. but you're still there making me holy, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. You remember a couple episodes back when, uh, I forgot what topic we were on, but we were talking about if you're not going to change for God, then you're not going to change for your partner Mm -hmm. either. Exactly. Yeah. When he said that, that's where my mind went to immediately. Yeah. And I forgot where I heard that from because when I said that on a podcast, I heard that from somewhere. I don't Mm. know if it was a TikTok video or whatever. And it's so true because think about the things that God tells you to change Mm -hmm. about yourself. Mm -hmm. Does it make you happy doing it? No. Change is never Yeah. Change is never a... Oh, I... If you, if happy you, is an emotion though. Let's just get that straight. Yeah. Emotions are fleeing. Yeah. If you, if you come to me and say, oh, I am so happy when, you know, I hit a rough patch and I'm in the valley and I am just so happy that God's testing me. 
I don't know about that there. <laughs> I'm so happy when I do something and instantly get convicted for it. And then I feel like crap. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's where my mind went to because it was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I'm never happy when God's trying to change me. I still have joy, obviously, but I, I'm not happy when God's prying stuff out of me in the same way when I need to change for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be happy doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, it doesn't that, always feel good. Yeah, that's the whole point of becoming more holy. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a really big key takeaway that we had. And he said that at the beginning. Yeah. And it was just really good. It's not that Michelle and I didn't know that. It was more along the lines of we it have being never... worded Yeah, that it way. being worded that way. <sighs> Dude, if you think of your relationship like that, you know, your partner testing you, maybe your wife getting on your nerves, your husband getting on your nerves. And instead of you being like, wow, this guy's not making me happy. Maybe I didn't choose the right one. Cause that's what our mind usually goes to mm-hmm. is when that's, st- that was me dating. When like st- before I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah. You're not making me happy anymore. We're yeah. not supposed to be together. Yeah. <laughs> when, when stuff gets hard. Yeah. You want to give up. Yep. And, Guilty. Or, you, or you want to leave. Yeah. And, Guilty in me right now. Yeah. Newsflash. I'm not having a very good time in business right now. Yeah. It's been sucking. And it's, I'm over here talking to my show. I'm like, I don't even know if I should be doing this anymore. I've been doing this for three and a half years. Maybe I should just give up. Now, am I going to? No. But that's what our mind immediately goes to. I think it's a tactic of the enemy. Mm-hmm. He talked about this um, yesterday. Uh, I went to a, a men's conference. I was just talking to you about this earlier today, honey. And mm-hmm. while we were filming videos in the gym, crazy how this came up. So I was just talking about the whole, like, you know, when stuff gets hard, you want to give up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a lot of times what we like to do in relationships mm-hmm. is your person doesn't make you happy. Mm-hmm. So you're like, dang it. Mm-hmm. I didn't marry the right one. Yeah. No, your partner's just imperfect, just like yourself. Yep. And you shouldn't give up. And what did he say real quick? What did he say when that does happen? A lot of times people like to point fingers, but really what we need to do is hold up a mirror. Yeah. Hold up a mirror. Yeah. When something's going on and your partner's not making you happy, you need to look at yourself first and figure out, am I giving them what they need in this relationship? Am I being selfless? Like Mm -hmm. God calls me to do. It's never you, 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 you. It's always, hold on, let me examine myself first. Mm-hmm. That is so important. Yeah. So this is John 21, um, starting at verse 1. Uh, Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of, of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. And the speaker last night explained it as when Peter said this, he was saying, I'm giving up Mm -hmm. because stuff got really, really hard for Peter. Mm -hmm. And so when stuff got really hard, he fell back to what was comfortable. Mm -hmm. And remember, before Jesus came to Peter, what was his job? He was a fisherman. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus said, you're going to fish for people now. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, theologians believe that when he said, I'm going fishing, it it wasn't a, I'm going to go fish for people. It was literally, I'm going to go fishing because I am very uncomfortable and I don't like doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. And he literally went out to go fish. Y'all can read the rest of the story if you want. Um, That's John chapter 21. 
Yeah, and that's what we do in relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say I have struggled with it because I've always had the fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. So my first instinct has never been, oh, this isn't the right one. I got to leave. Mine is always like, no, I want her to stay because I'm never, I don't think I'm ever going to be married. So, mm-hmm. you know, but just the stories I've heard and people talking about it, you know, something will go sideways. Oh, I don't know if this is the one mm-hmm. because they're making me unhappy. Yeah. And you can't treat your relationship like that, especially if it's the one that you're trying to marry. Yeah. I want to read this part of the book. So it says some couples live with a conviction that their marriage relationship is designed to meet their needs, satisfy their hunger for ever increasing romance and fill the void they feel in their heart and soul. Mm, Wow. This is how people go into relationships. That's really good. I'm lonely fill this void Mm. i'm insecure make me feel secure and make me feel better about myself Mm. this was me before i gave my life to jesus Mm. every relationship i got in it was like filling a void Mm -hmm. making me feel secure Mm -hmm. and making me feel wanted and i think that's why i was so okay with being intimate because it was like oh i'm i'm wanted yeah you know Mm -hmm. like yeah Mm-hmm. They like me. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. find me attractive. And it's like, that's that only lasts so long. Yeah. Going into a relationship, expecting them to meet your needs, you shouldn't be married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Another part, we're just going to hammer down on convictions. Here we go. If you are afraid to face your sin, don't get married because this relationship will expose your sin like nothing else. Oh, my goodness. And that's very truthful. Yeah. Because again, relationships are, you are looking at a mirror. Mm-hmm. Literally it is, you are looking at yourself and then it's getting reflected back onto you to her. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Yeah. When you actually find a person that you're going to marry because Michelle do something and I'm like, dang, I do that too. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I need to change it. And you know what's crazy is we always feel it at the same time. So I'll always. just, we'll give you an example. Something that we both struggle with, I think, is like patience oh, yeah. and like just getting easily angered, yeah. like when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's been instances where Asher has like done something where he's been upset. And then there's times that I've done something when I've been upset. Mm-hmm. And we both have talked about it to each other, like, hey, like, and it's, it's crazy because after it happens, like, so let's say I do it, I feel it instantly and you feel it like from your perspective, even though you didn't do anything. Right. And so it's like, it's, it's like, it's, oh. it's like, a like the convictions up here. Yeah. And then I also get a conviction because yeah. we're becoming one flesh. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's really crazy. And you feel like I'm going to be completely honest in my past relationships when I upset them or like when something happened, it was like a lot of times I was, I wasn't able to be humble. It was like, well, yeah, I don't feel sorry for you. Hmm. Like it wasn't in a mean way. It was just like, I didn't go on their level. A lot of it was kind of like off the wall stuff that like shouldn't have upset them in the first place. It just came from insecurities, but I wasn't able to go down to their level and like Mm. imagine like them sitting down and like getting upset. Like all I did was stand over them with like my hands on my hips. You know, it wasn't like me bending down and being like, are you okay? Like, how can I make this better? You Mm. know? And 
now when we both upset each other, we're both like, I'm so sorry. Like yeah. I didn't mean it that way. Like I still vividly remember that time where I was cooking and I was asking, I was trying to get you to tell me what you wanted to eat. And I was like, what do you like? What do you want? And it like, it did not sound that, that soft. It, it came off really rude and just like snippy. Mm-hmm. And immediately I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. I just want to know what you want to eat. Yeah. yeah. And I, I still feel bad about it. And like, I'm still careful with like the way that I word things. And yeah. like, it's crazy. Like your sin of like getting angry and, and like snapping and like all of those things that you probably could have done previously in relationships like you literally get convicted about them either right before you do it so that you mm-hmm. don't do it yeah or you do it and then you feel convicted about it yeah. instantly. can you read that sentence again honey if you are afraid to face your sin don't get married because this relationship will expose your sin like nothing else okay yeah so something i want to talk about is to confess your sin to your partner yeah like yeah if you have a porn addiction please tell your partner that yeah if if you have an addiction to, I, I don't know, uh, nicotine or something, mm-hmm. and you try and hide it from her, mm-hmm. please tell her. Yeah, yeah. If you're following girls and it's hard for you to unfollow them, mm-hmm. please tell her that. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's there's nothing wrong with telling your partner stuff that you are struggling with because the whole point of a partner is for y'all to grow together. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those things where y'all are together, y'all make babies and then y'all don't help each other out. Right. That's, that's not how this thing works. No. She's supposed to be your best friend. Yeah. Or, or he, Mm -hmm. you know, and if y'all aren't best friends, that's concerning Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it's my opinion. I just think that's truthful. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't share my deepest, darkest secrets to not my best friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I don't share my secrets with my dentist that I see twice a year. Yeah. You know, and I share all of my secrets with you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, uh, that was one thing that you and I talked about really early on too, Mm -hmm. is we talked about stuff we struggle with. I think Michelle and I got refined very quickly in a... I would like to say the sexual manner mm-hmm. as in like porn, masturbation, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I was never a porn guy or a mm-hmm. masturbation guy anyway. Mm-hmm. I may have been that guy like, I don't know, senior year of high school mm-hmm. and then like that's it. Mm-hmm. I just always kind of thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm being transparent, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. It's very disgusting mm-hmm. if you think about it. Um and yeah, I, th- I think God refined us in that department very, very quickly because now I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Like before I got saved, I would still like kind of think about it sometimes, mm-hmm. but I would never do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really took that out of me really quick. But one thing that Michelle and I still work a, a lot about that we brought each other to very early on was our patience mm-hmm. and um, just us being very like irritable. Mm-hmm. very quickly mm-hmm. towards things which kind of like for me because i'm in a service-based business i talk to a lot of people every single day and i get annoyed very quickly and mm-hmm. it sucks because like i'll call michelle and i'm like yeah this guy pissed me off like i had to stop work because mm-hmm. i would have yelled at someone and 
I wish I could sit here and say like I was better at it, but it's still something God has to work on me for and I don't think I don't think God wants me to continue for me to call people and text people when I'm already mad. Mm-hmm. You know? That's something that I still have to work on a lot. Um not saying that like I'm a mead per I- I'm probably one of the if you ever see Michelle and I in person, we're probably going to be two of the nice people you'll ever meet in your life. Mm-hmm. But just small things will really, you know, make me upset. I mean, being a business owner, there's a lot of stress that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So one little thing will piss me off and I'll call Michelle and I'm like, yeah, I, I have to stop for today. And it'll be like 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So that that's that's what Michelle and I are talking about when it's like, you, you need to bring your sin to to your partner. so they So they know the starting point. Because also something that's really cool is, honey, when we see, like, each other grow in certain areas, mm-hmm. like, working through a specific sin, I think it's really cool. Yeah. I think we've gotten better at being patient for certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've also gotten a lot better at uh, giving up control in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I think that you and I still wanted to hold on to control with finances a lot when we first got together. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten a lot better at giving that up. I yeah. mean, that's one of the hardest things that anyone's really going to work through yeah. is finances. Yeah. You know, no believer likes to talk about money. Yeah. It's just, it's it's icky. Mm-hmm. You know, the one verse, the love for money is the root of all evil. That is the most ickiest verse for mm-hmm. any believer. It is for me anyway, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like you're fighting in between of, I need money to live, but like, I don't want to love it, but it feels like sometimes I kind of have to love it because I have to live. Mm -hmm. It's just very hard. So that's something that you and I, I think we've been working on very well. It's, it's hard when everything requires money. Yeah. That's what, that's what's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think a lot of people are like, don't make it an idol. It's not a big deal. Like my dad growing up has always told me like, it's an object, Yeah. like just let it go. But it's like, okay, that object is needed for literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I don't, and I'm just going to be completely honest. The, the church does a terrible job at this about relaying this message. Just don't make money an idol, man. Yeah. Dude, I'm not trying to live under a bridge next yeah. to hobos. Yeah. Like, you know, Yeah. like I, it's, it's really hard. Like, yeah. I lost so many clients this month because they lost their jobs. Yeah. Like that's, that sucks. And in the same way, it's like, dude, if people continue to lose their jobs, I'm going to lose my business. Yeah. You know, it's like, I have, I have, I'm trying to support a family in the future. I'm trying to get married. Yeah. So I think, I think people go into marriage with the wrong idea Mm -hmm. about wanting to be happy and make them feel more fulfilled and it's this person makes me feel this way and does this for me when when people are like why why did you marry them like what do you love about them and it's like me sitting down and saying well he just he loves to bring me flowers and coffee and he always tells me how much he loves me and he always makes sure he kisses me and just shows me affection and if i sat here and listed off all of those things yeah like how selfish does that sound yeah imagine if someone asked us honey why'd y'all marry each other and we look at each other and we're just like we're more holy Mike, like, like people will be like, uh, 
what does that even mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it was, it's true, it's true though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where we were going with that. Yeah. But, but I just, I wanted to wrap up that point about oh, like yeah. people getting married for the wrong reasons. And this is why divorce is so high because the second that person stops meeting those needs that they met when they first got married, they get divorced. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh. okay, you're... I mean, there's more people now getting divorced after being together for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. It's happening all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Like, why are you just giving up when the person just stops meeting your needs? Right. It's like, okay, that's where we're talking about the mirror thing. Yeah. You know, like examine yourself. Are yeah. you the same person you were when we, when you first got married? You know, like you and I are going to change yeah. you. The person that I, you I hope love. I do. The person that you love right now in me is not going to be the same yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. And we're going to evolve with each other. Mm -hmm. You're going to see me become, oh, I hopefully, a mother. And oh, man, you're going to be so hot. <laughs> Freaking sexy hot mama. Things are going to change. Like, and then a grandma. And then, you know, you just go hot through grandma. all of those life seasons together. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be difficult times. We're going to go, we might go through like sickness or loss of some sort or, you know, anything's possible in yeah. this world. This world is full of sin and imperfectness, you know, like we're going to go through things. It's like, that's not an excuse to just leave. What mm -hmm. if God did that to us? Yeah. Let's, okay. Here's a really good point. Marriage is supposed to signify God's relationship with us, right? It's a covenant. You enter into a covenant, you get married for life. That's why in your vows, you say, till death do us part, right? Yep. What if after we got saved, right? When, when we get saved and we fully believe in Jesus, we're a new creation and he changes us, okay? And, you know, we're still living in the world, so everything's imperfect. Let's say that we mess up and we sin. And God goes, oh, you screwed up. I'm not going to forgive you. And I'm going to break my covenant and I'm just going to leave you. I'm sorry, what? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. That's not an option. God would never do that to us. So why in the world are we doing it now? And again, I'm talking about believers, so if you're not a believer and you've gone through a divorce or one person's a believer and one person's not or whatever the situation might be, that I'm not talking to you. But when you are both fully devoted followers of Christ and you are married, there is no breaking the covenant. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says it like this. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you're his dear children. Mm -hmm. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered him himself as a sacrifice for us pleasing pleasing aroma to god mm -hmm. now obviously there's circumstances again yeah. everything's circumstantial so don't take what i just said out of context and be like well what about this what about this like this is okay i'm talking about the i am specifically right now speaking to the people that are getting a divorce because their partner is no longer the person that they married and they no longer make them happy or meet their needs whether yeah. it's physical needs sexual needs whatever it is it's like mm -hmm. that's where y'all need to go to counseling yeah and you guys need to do it together you're a team yeah. it's not you against them mm -hmm. and if you went into marriage 
with that expectation. If I would have gotten married before I gave my life to Jesus, I've already said this, I would be divorced. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, dude, the divorce rate is so skewed. Yeah. Like I want y'all to know something very encouraging. They explain the divorce rate in a way where it probably doesn't apply to you. Yeah. Like the divorce rate is 52% and the people of that poll don't have high school diplomas, mm-hmm. aren't believers in Jesus, mm-hmm. are making like $30,000 a year, mm-hmm. brought a kid into the marriage mm-hmm. be- before they got married. Or had a kid or, before they got married together. Exactly. Yeah. Lived together before they were married. For years. Played yeah. house. Had sex before marriage. Like yep. all of this stuff, like... Even if you are not a believer, just do the opposite yeah. of why the divorce rate's so high. Yeah. And I guarantee you'll have a successful marriage. Yeah. Like, do I think your marriage is going to be better if you have Jesus as the foundation? Absolutely, I Absolutely. do. Absolutely, yeah. Now, can you make a marriage work without it? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. He, even, he even said that yeah. at premarital. Yeah. He was like, we I know. happen all the time. I know couples that, but they have the same fundamentals. It, That's exactly. the thing. That's it's the like, thing. It's Taking yeah. Jesus out of everything that we learned in this seminar, same thing. They won't yeah. get divorced. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, it just, it's all about your mindset. It's just the the reason why we say the foundation of Jesus is good is because you have someone to look to. Yes. If you don't have him as the foundation, you have no one to look to. And you're going to expect your partner to be God and be perfect. And that's never going to happen. Yeah. Never, ever, ever going to happen. Yeah. I think another good thing uh, to note that we learned was there was part of the seminar where Gary talked about how you look at your spouse And that was also very eye-opening for me as well because he was talking about how we're supposed to look at each other like we're a child of God. Oh, right. And that God trusted you with his child. Oh, my goodness. This blew my mind. Yeah. So he gave the example of like a father um, giving approval of a man to marry his daughter, right? And uh, our leader of the seminar brought gave an example of him going to say goodbye to his father-in-law. Yeah. And right before he passed away, he told Brock, take care of my daughter. Mm -hmm. And no, he said, he said, love my daughter, love my daughter. Well, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, he said, love my daughter. Well, yeah. And it was like, that's what God is saying to us about each other. So like he's saying to me, love Asher well yeah like he love is my, my well. he is my child yeah right like take care of him and love him mm-hmm. as though I would love him mm-hmm. and looking at someone in that way changes everything oh yeah and it gets rid of everything that you think is could be negative or things that you dislike mm-hmm. like something so small could happen and it's like I'm not going to get upset with you. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to take care of it. And like our leader gave another really good example of his wife went to bed without cleaning the kitchen or no, no, no. They, they had miscommunication on who was supposed to clean the kitchen or something. And they went to bed and they woke up and his wife was like, I thought I told you to clean that. And he doesn't, he didn't hear that. He heard her say, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. 
So the kitchen wasn't clean when they woke up. And instead of arguing with her and saying, no, you told me that you were going to do it. He was like, I'm sorry. And went and cleaned it. It's like, it's not worth it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the mindset you have when you look at the person as a child of God and like someone that God trusted you with. Same with when we have children, right? It's like, wow, what an honor that God trusts me with you and to be in a relationship with you in a marriage and a covenant. I am going to do everything I can led by the spirit to honor you and to just treat you the best way I can. Mm -hmm. Right. Like God's never going to poke and pry at you if you do like something that annoys him. You know, it's like we all get annoyed. We're human. So if something happens, like, I've told you a couple times, take your shoes off on the rug because I'm trying to keep this rug clean, right? What if I would have gotten mad at you and been like, really? You know how many times I've told you to take your shoes off? And like before Jesus, I totally would have done that. You know, it's like- I just would have laughed. Yeah. I can't take anyone serious when they start yelling at me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like when you look at someone that way, it's like, oh, wow. Like yeah. those little tiny things that we're going to do that annoy each other. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to come full circle, honey. So when Gary said, um, if you start looking at your wife um, as a child of God, mm -hmm. a daughter, mm -hmm. literally, you're, you're going to love her differently. Why would I not want to be obsessed with something God has trusted me with. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know. It seems like that would be the most healthiest relation. Like healthiest way to have a relationship. Yeah. You know. If I. I'll say it like this. What is the most. Prized possession in your house. Maybe it's your $4,000 PC. Are you obsessed with it? Yes or no. The answer is 100% yes. I know I like my PC a lot. It's a lot of money. I have to take very good care of it. I do all my work on there. I game on it. There's a lot of stuff I do on it. So when I go on trips, I protect it. I put it in a, you know, a sack, bubble wrap, whatever. If I have to drive across the country or I have to move like I just did, um, you know, I, I, I have to take care of it. Um, in the same way, when God trusts me with you, I need to be obsessed with it so I can protect you well and love mm -hmm. you well. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. That was so awesome when he said that, honey. Yeah. Because, it again, it's the whole, like, once you have a vertical relationship with God and understand how much he loves you, then you're going to understand how much you love for your partner and how much you need to change for your partner. Yeah. If you're the same person that you are, in marriage 10 years down the road you're doing something wrong mm -hmm. so wrong you need to be changing free because i guarantee you god's telling you to change and your partner is trying to bring that out of you as well yeah the same way satan uses people god uses people even better <laughs> yeah and to go further on that point, we were talking also about like kind of like the points thing where it's like, well, oh, the point system. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm going to do this because he did this or I'm not going to do this because he didn't do this. You uh -huh. know, it's like you should love, honor and respect your spouse regardless of how they've treated you the past eight hours. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like if we go throughout the day and it was just a bad day for you and mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of affection or you were busy, gone, whatever it is, and you come back and I'm like, well, when we're married and I'm like, we're not going to have sex and I'm going to go to bed before you yeah. and you're not going to see me at all because I yeah. get up before you and mm-hmm. it's like, no. Yeah. And in in the same way, we've said this multiple times before, honey, if you put restrictions mm-hmm. on how you love your spouse, you're going to put restrictions on God's blessings for exactly. your life. So if he doesn't bless you in a way that you were asking to get blessed or you don't receive a answered prayer the way that you thought it was going to be answered, yeah. you're going to give up on him. And yeah, you're going to give up on him. Be like, or you're going to be like, well, you didn't do this for me, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this. Or I'm going to go do this one sin because you mm-hmm. didn't bless me, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And it's like, that's not biblical. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm being vulnerable, there's been times where I've been upset about something that happened. Like, for example, when I got towed. And the next morning, I was like, well, I had to sleep in because it was a really late night driving over to the yeah. <laughs> tow yeah, place. Yeah, you got home at like midnight. Yeah. That was rough. And I get up at six. So I was like, I'm just going to wake up right when I start work. And I was like, I don't have time to like spend. I sit in this chair and read my Bible and journal every morning. And I was like, well, if I sleep in, I'm not going to have time to do that. Because I literally wake up an hour early before work so that I can do that. And so I was like, I'm just going to get that extra hour of sleep. And I was like, "Mm, do I even want to spend time with him? Like, I feel like I'm like, really, did I deserve this to be Mm -hmm. towed? Like, he already knows I have no money. Not that he did it, right? It was my responsibility. Yeah. But it was like, part of me was like, I don't even want to spend time. And then you came over at lunch and I was like crying because I had spent time in his word. And I was like, that's all I need. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I, I need is to just sit down and spend time in his word. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I'm not going to pout and like avoid confrontation with him. Right. Yeah. In his word, just because something didn't go my way. Yeah. So the same way in a relationship, like if something doesn't go my way, I'm not going to, you know, not put out is what people say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to do that unless we're fasting from it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, I just caught something. Having a successful relationship with God doesn't amount to the blessings that are given to you. Having a successful relationship with God literally just means being in his presence at all times. Mm-hmm. People are always like, I don't I don't know how to get closer to God. Like, I just feel so far from him. And I'm like, when was the last time you picked up a Bible? Yeah. Like, I know it's it sounds stupidly easy, but like, spend time with him. Yeah. Pray read his word mm-hmm. like that's how he is with us mm-hmm. you know like yeah. yeah of course you feel far from him exactly like <laughs> i'm not gonna you know know michelle like the back of my hand if i call her once every two weeks yeah or even on that point imagine how i wouldn't know michelle at all Oof. Imagine how much Michelle and I wouldn't know each other if you and I just went to Easter service and Christmas service together every year. We wouldn't know each other at all. No. I wouldn't know what your middle name was. Yeah. I wouldn't know where you would want to go eat after. It, yeah. You you may have changed your favorite restaurant last week, the 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 week before Easter, and I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. 
In the same way, if you're spending time with God on Easter and Christmas, he could have given you a word last week before Christmas that would have blessed you beyond your wildest imagination. Yep. And you missed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically you can't miss out on God's will, but, yeah, you know, you could have gotten a little bit earlier. Yeah. You could have gotten that word a little bit earlier. Yeah. Well, even even on that point, if you're going to just Christmas and Easter service, I... I'm not going to sit here and say you don't have a relationship with the Lord at all, but, you know, it's definitely not on your forefront. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not on your priority list if you're just doing that. I want to read this part of the book, too. So we're still talking about, like, looking at marriage differently and, like, how how do you love each other well? Okay. So this part is just talking about, like, loving each other out of reverence for Christ. So that's kind of what we talked about, just, like, looking at each other like a child of God and yeah. like loving each other to bring honor to God's name, mm-hmm. right? So this part says the Apostle Paul is crystal clear. So it was talking about uh, 2 Corinthians 7.1. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, the first question we should ask ourselves when doing anything is, will this be pleasing to Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about that all the time. Sure. Like, yeah. don't say, is this a sin? Is this a sin? Is No, it's does this please God? Does this please God? Is this yes. wise? Is this not wise? Yes. The first purpose in marriage, beyond happiness, sexual expression, the bearing of children, companionship, mutual care and provision, or anything else, is to please God. Like, marriage was designed by God. Your marriage should honor and please God. So, if you are not comfortable talking to your partner about something, is that pleasing to God? Interesting. If you are... Your love is conditional based on what they're doing for you. Do you think that's pleasing to God? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if you if something is wrong in your relationship and you're you're sitting here in this episode, you could be married and you're like, oh, we're falling apart right now. Like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, okay, what like what do you notice about your relationship that's happening right now? Okay, let's say. Um, we're just so busy and we haven't made time to like actually prioritize our relationship. Okay. Bam. There's the issue that you're having. Okay. At the end of that sentence say, is this pleasing to God? Yeah. Whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. Is this pleasing to God? Yeah. Like I'm not having sex with my husband because he hasn't been able to show me any love recently and he doesn't even sleep in the same bed as me anymore. Mm. Is that pleasing to God? Mm. Yeah. Like, you can ask it for anything. And even on that point, honey, if you're in the boat of, I I just don't have time to work on the relationship, well, then that thing that you are so focused on and busy with, that's not what God has called you to do. Mm -hmm. It was so funny, honey. So many people debated me on that. What? When I, so I talked about idols in my YouTube video. Yeah. And I said, if you're working a 60 to 70 to 80 hour week and you're putting God on the back burner, that's not the job God has called you to be at. And they're like, I work 70 hours a week, but I still make time for God. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. I'm talking to people. I'm talking to people who are saying I can't spend time with God because of X, Y, Z. Exactly. You really should be saying I can't spend time with God because I'm lazy. Yeah. I can't fix my relationship because I'm lazy. Or when I'm all done with work, I want to do things for myself. Yeah. And not spend time with God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really that simple. Um, but again, a lot of insecurities, justification, stuff like that come out, you know. But it's the whole thing of you just looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and 
looking at yourself, this is literally something that uh, he also said during the seminar was the challenge in marriage is to focus on changing yourself. Yeah. Not changing them. Not changing them. Yeah. And yeah. You know what's really cool, honey, about our relationship is I think that's one thing you and I are really good at. Yeah. There's not one thing since the first day I started talking to you where I'm like, I wish you would change that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know why? Why? You want to know why I believe? I know you're going to change. Yeah. Because I know that you have a relationship with God. Yeah. And if something does happen, I'm going to express it. Yeah. Where I'm like, this upset me. Yeah. And... If it upset me, it probably upsets God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 99.9% of the time. If it upsets me, it's upsetting God as well. Yeah. Because it maybe it's having something to do with patience or, you know, being irritable or maybe getting angry over something you shouldn't have gotten angry, whatever it may be. And it could be the same thing for me as well. It's one of those things, too, where it's like, how important is that one thing that you're so upset about them changing? You Mm -hmm. know, like. That's why it's like work on changing yourself, right? So if you do a habit that irritates me, how important is that one little habit to me that I'm like, I want to change you and not just be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to work around this, you Mm -hmm. know, like it could be something small, like not putting the toilet seat down. Okay. Let me just blow up and start a fight because I asked you to put it down and you forgot one day. It's like, I just wish I could change that one habit. It's like, why don't I change my mindset on it? Yeah. Why don't I just, it takes two seconds to flip the toilet seat down. Like, yeah. why don't I just flip the toilet seat down? You yeah. know, like, and that's where, like in my worldly relationships, it was like little things would happen. And I'm like, this is annoying. This is annoying. Like, I want to change this part. Like this needs to change. And it's like, I was spending so much time focused on the things that I wanted to change that I wasn't able to look in that mirror and say, why am I upset about this in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know, like this isn't even a big deal. Now my relationships were really unhealthy and they should have never been a relationship in the first place. Yeah. Your relationship sucked, but (laughs) I'll be honest. They were, she's giving me the whole spill guys. Yeah. Horrible. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing, honey, because you you survey 10 people and ask them, what's the biggest thing in relationships? Mm-hmm, okay. Nine of them say communication is yeah. the biggest thing to focus on. You're sitting there like, okay, I mean, my wife and I talk. I mean, we, we text and when I'm at work, you know, I tell her I love her. What, what do you mean communication? This is the communication people are talking about. Expectations. Mm-hmm. That's all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting me to put the toilet seat down, which most women do, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you get mad over it. Mm -hmm. That was uncommunicated expectations. Mm -hmm. That's why the fight started. Yeah. If you expect me to put dishes in the dishwasher right after I wash them and then you flame up about it because I didn't, it's because you had an expectation on me that you didn't communicate. Mm -hmm. A lot of the problems that happen in relationships happen because of uncommunicated expectations you Mm -hmm. have on your partner. Mm -hmm. And it's really not that difficult when you start looking at yourself being like, Oh dang! I had that. Ex- he didn't even know. Yeah. That I had that expectation. Of yeah. Him. I didn't even know. Yeah. Maybe I should tell that to him. Yeah. Or if, you know, I get upset with Michelle. Because, I don't know. Michelle's perfect, so I don't really stop. <laughs> He's kidding. Yeah. Far from it. Yeah. You know, I'm being serious too. <laughs> <laughs> Honey. 
Uh, she wow, buddy just ripped one. Holy moly! Woo, steamer over here. The one thing about that dog. Wow. Um. Yeah. So let's say Michelle does something, and then would I ever yell at Michelle? No, I wouldn't. Like I would, I would break down crying if I did that. Um. But anyways, I get upset with her. I'm upset with her because I expected her to do something that I never communicated. Mm-hmm. Now it's different if you tell if you tell your partner, "Hey, I would like it if you did this," and then they just never changed and never did it. Yeah, that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that has never even been expressed, and then you know they don't do it, yeah, bro, that's that's something where you need to be looking at yourself. Yeah, because I'm not putting the blame on anyone, but. A lot of it does come from you, not them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the mirror thing. It's so important in relationships to look at yourself. Yeah. And be like, am I being a good partner? Yeah. You know, like this is one thing that I learned kind of early was I was asking for things that I wasn't doing. So when I gave my life to Jesus, it was like, okay, I expect all of these things and I want a relationship to be like this. Am I offering that? Mm. Am I also doing those things? Like, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I would never do. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, one thing I want to talk about, honey, was intimacy without sex. Yeah. (laughs) Cause Because newsflash. Intimacy does not mean sex. Yeah. Only. Yeah. And also, I always thought this was completely cringy. Mm-hmm. To, like, a lot of people like, do. Ju- just to be honest, like I thought this was cringy, and most men are probably going to think it's cringy. Mm-hmm. And we were asked a lot of questions at this premarital seminar. Michelle can read them off in a second. Mm-hmm. But I was like, dang, a year ago, I wouldn't have asked any. These are weird but like i kind of like this yeah because it expresses your love for that partner and also it gives you a little bit of an insight of like oh okay i need to be doing this more because i know that she loves it or you know maybe i should be not doing this at all because yeah this irritates her yeah right um you want to you want to read off like some of the questions honey yeah i'll read them off uh we talked about some of these in the podcast episode that we filmed about relationships because we were talking about the importance of like communicating things that we enjoyed when the other person did remember when you were like i rubbed your back and you were like i love it when you rub my back or it's okay for you to say we rub my back there's been multiple times in the car where he's grabbed my hand and been like can you rub my back and i'm like absolutely like Mm. tell your partner that and if they respect you and they love you, they're going to do it, Yeah, you know? But yeah, so... I the, love it when Michelle asked me to do stuff. Man, it I gets did, me so excited. Yeah, you do have a job after we're done filming, remember? What? I asked you for something when we were in the gym. A kiss? No. Oh. You give me those all the time. Yeah, I do. Because uh, I said my back hurt. Oh, you wanted a back massage. Yeah, my back sore today. And it's okay that I asked for that. Oh, I can't wait. Better <laughs> go to town. Hun- okay, that sounds bad. Oh, wait, sorry. I <laughs> know I'm not. Not like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so the the first session questions were, uh, what is one virtue or character quality you realize that you need to grow more in your life? So these were personal questions, and then yeah. we shared with each other. What are at least five things that you really admire about your soon-to-be spouse? Yeah. And then share one thing about your day that was tough for you. Yeah. Um, so the last one, that's what I want to talk about, honey. Yeah. 
is when you explain this to your partner. So like an hour and a half of the seminar was about empathy. Mm-hmm. And just like how your life is hard, you go through stuff. Yeah. Your partner also goes through stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like just because they are with you, their life is perfect and they're just meant to serve you. Mm-hmm. They're also going through stuff that sucks. Yeah. And this is what your partner doesn't want you to say. Mm-hmm. My day went like X, Y, Z. Response. Why don't you just do this then? Yeah. They don't want to hear that. No. At all. No. They want you to sit there yeah. and you rub their back or yeah. just sit there with them. Maybe give them a kiss on the cheek or give them a hug or whatever. Yeah. And just say, wow, yeah, that that sounds terrible. Yeah. I can't even lie to you. Empathize. Yeah. And, empathize and, with and them. allow them to feel those feelings. Yeah. So in the Becoming Something podcast, they interviewed Jenny Allen and she has a new book called Untangle Your Emotions. And she was talking about the importance of the fact that we are human and we have feelings and it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like with her kids, it's like her kids are upset and they're like, I just had a really bad day. This and this and this happened. She's not going to be like, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. It's fine. Just get over it. It's like, no, she sat down with them and said, tell me how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like explain to me where you're at. And she was like, your feelings are valid, yeah. right? Like when you wrote this down, and you told me about it and I was like, yeah, that like your feelings are valid, mm-hmm. you know, like it's okay to be upset and to go through things, mm-hmm. just being vulnerable enough. And then if you're the partner that they're sharing that with, give them that safe space yeah. to share it. And obviously it's conditional, right? So like there might be some times where it's like, I want advice. And before we even start talking, I'm like, Hey, I'm not just venting. I want, I want your input, mm-hmm. you know? So that way, you know, before I even start talking, listen to respond. Don't just listen to listen. Yeah. You know, most of the time it's listening. Yeah. It's just being mm-hmm. a lending ear for me to talk about the yeah. things that I'm going through. Yeah. And I'm going to talk to my women right here uh, that listen to this podcast. Dude, be that safe space mm-hmm. for your fiance, husband, whatever. Um, and don't tell your girlfriends his problems. Mm-hmm. Or don't go off and make fun of him for it. Mm-hmm. He told you that secret because he trusts you with it. Yeah. He trusts you in the same way he trusts God. Yeah. That's that's what it means mm-hmm. about being a representation mm-hmm. of God's love. Mm-hmm. Is everything you tell your partner, you're probably telling... Everything that I have told God since Michelle and I have gotten engaged, I have told Michelle. Mm-hmm. There's not one thing that hasn't slipped where I'm like... I can't tell Michelle this. I'm, I don't think she's going to no. Yeah. Something happens. No, I tell him. Then I go tell her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing for her. And, and guys don't be too prideful. Yeah. To share it. Yeah. Like I guarantee you're going to feel better once you oh, tell 1, her. 1000%. Like the amount of times my day has absolutely sucked eggs. Yeah. And I just come into Michelle's and I'm just like, yeah, honey, I had a terrible day. Mm-hmm. And I just sit on the couch and I just stare at her mm-hmm. and then we just do nothing. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what wouldn't make me feel better is if I were to come over and I told M- Michelle my day sucked and then she goes, you know, just don't suck tomorrow and then it'll be better. You know, like that's, I don't yeah. want to hear that crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, no, no man wants to hear that. Yeah. You know, and th- the reason why I say that 
is because the advice that people give when not asked is the obvious advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I'm really anxious about, you know, this this project that's coming up. Dude, just don't be anxious. Mm-hmm. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, you, dude, I'm really sad. You know, this girl broke my heart and like I, I thought she was the one. Just don't be sad. Mm-hmm. Like y- there's another one. Who the heck wants to hear that? Yeah. You know, all the relationships that I went through. Yeah. I mean, I was hard. I, I didn't, I don't know if they were the one or not, but yeah, I liked them. I enjoyed their company. I enjoyed their time. The worst advice I got was, oh dude, there's another one out there. I don't care about all the other ones right now. I care about that person mm-hmm. that just broke up with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like if it's never going to happen, but let's say that we did break up, right? Mm-hmm. Like two or three months ago, mm-hmm. whatever. And I went to one of my best friends and I said, dude, I, because I thought you, I thought I, we, you and I were going to get married since basically the first three hours we were talking. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is kind of different, but yeah. you know, if we were, if we were to have separated and I went to someone, I'm like, dude, I really thought she was the one. They say, there's another one out there, dude. Just don't be sad about it. Don't worry. Dude, you know how like ignorant that sounds mm-hmm. like that sounds terrible Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that we talked about for so long at the seminar was just empathy Mm -hmm. um because a lot of times we don't think our partner's going through something exactly yeah and and they are yeah you know yeah or we try to fix right and this is a woman thing women always want to make everything better Mm -hmm. so that's why we have motherly nature yeah yeah and this was something that michelle and i talked about in the seminar um, there was like, what's, what was one thing that, uh, needs to be like changed or communicated differently mm-hmm. or something. And, um, it was uh, something happens, some financial struggle happens, whatever it may be. Um, I tell Michelle and sometimes she'll remind me like, Oh, well always remember like God's the provider. And, um, I told her at the seminar, I was like, I don't want you to tell me that anymore. Yeah. Because I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just yeah. want you to sit there with me. Yeah. And um, it feels like you were kind of taken back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted you to know. Yeah. Because like when that stuff happens. I had no idea. That's why I was taken back. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's like when stuff happens, when I lose a client or let's say a big deal didn't go through, whatever. My initial response is not, God, you're so unfaithful. Like what the heck? Yeah, yeah. My response is, God, you're faithful. And this I, actually sucks. I, this act, I thought this was gonna happen yeah you know yeah. so I don't I didn't need the reminder remember God's in control mm-hmm. you know remember he's always gonna provide I I I know that yeah you know yeah and I would love it if we just sat together yeah you know so and, and that has been in the back of my mind ever since you've said that and mm-hmm. also listening to that podcast shortly after talking about more on emotions and yeah empathizing with people and that's something that I've tried to take in the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. since then where you've brought things up and I've just been like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. your feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I don't want to go on the point of like, oh, it makes me feel because 
it's not all about what makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. However, it helps. It, it helps. Yeah. And you don't want someone to make you feel worse. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What were some other questions? Um, so there was another card, which I think is really good. It was about a warning label oh, that we yeah. would wear. Mm-hmm. And this again goes back to the, to the point mirror. of the mirror, right. like understanding, like telling your partner, like, Hey, these are the things that I want you to be aware of. And I want you to know that I am aware of them yeah, and that God's working on them with me. So we didn't fill these out, but we've talked about them before. Yeah. We, and we got mine, about 15 different warning labels. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> we one got of, one for every, every day of the month. <laughs> yeah. One of mine was being like just sensitive yeah. and like emotional. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm aware of and that I don't want to be an issue with anything in the future of like, because if, if I was overly sensitive and you came to me and said, hey, I don't want you to say this anymore. Like, I just want you to sit with me. And I just want you to be here for me when I tell you that this is happening mm-hmm. in my life. And if I was sensitive and you would have told me that, I would have broke down crying. Yeah. And I would have been like, I'm the biggest piece of crap ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry I did that. I'm so sorry you feel that way. And then there would be like, um, I wouldn't take it as like, hey, this is just something that I want to work on. Yeah. I would have taken it as, oh, he wants me to change this. And then I would put up a wall and I would like push myself away from you because I'd be like, well, now I don't want to tell you anything or, or, or be a certain way because I don't want you to have to correct me on anything. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say one more thing about the empathy point before we get completely off of it. Empathy with your partner, like sitting with them as they are going through stuff, that's what's going to grow trust in the relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like no, like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go through something, maybe it's a friend of yours and you tell her everything. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go to the person that gives you advice every single time? Or are you going to go to the person that sits with you and cries with you? And mourns with you. Literally says it in the Bible. Mourn with those who mourn. Yeah. And they will be blessed. Yeah. Me personally, uh-huh. I would always go with the person who is mourning with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the person who gives me advice all the time. There are so many friends of mine, and you know who they are, mm-hmm. that whenever I tell them something, they give me advice immediately. Mm-hmm. And I don't talk to them about anything. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I wish I could. Mm-hmm. But there are other people in my life who... You know who's really good at this? Tino. Mm -hmm. He is so good at just sitting with me Mm -hmm. about whatever I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Like doesn't give advice. He's just like, dang, dude, yeah, that that blows. Mm -hmm. And just doesn't say anything. He just sits there. Mm -hmm. Here's the difference is when that person shows empathy, it grows trust. Mm -hmm. So then when you are looking for advice, you can ask him and you're going to trust their advice so much more than the person who is just trying to give you advice every single time. Because those people never had your best interest in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They just want you to stop talking about it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I trust Michelle more than anyone in the whole entire world ever. I'm going to take her advice over basically anyone's. There may be a few things in life where I may take my dad's advice over Michelle's. Mm -hmm. Maybe a few. But anyone, I'm talking my brother, my sister, my best friends, uh, my cousins, my mother. I'm taking Michelle's advice 99.9% of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's because she knows all of my problems because she is very empathetic with everything. Mm -hmm. So I trust her the most. Mm -hmm. Not saying that I don't trust anyone else, but her trust 
elevates the more empathy you show towards someone. Mm-hmm. I just want to get that nugget out because that's something we talked about in the seminar too, yeah. which was like, oh, this makes so much that's more what, sense. Yeah, that's what I was saying with the whole wall thing mm-hmm. is they like put up a wall and yeah. then they no longer want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah, and then the last the last session card that we got um, was talking about like things between us. So what are three things your fiance does that make you feel special and loved? Mm-hmm. And again, back to communication, it's so important to tell each yeah. other those things so that we know that mm-hmm. like that's, hey, this is something yeah. that they enjoy. I'm going to keep doing yeah. this. And again, a lot of people may think this is cringy. Mm-hmm. It's not cringy. Yeah, it's not. If you like your head to be scratched on the uh, the third hemisphere on your skull, tell your partner that. Yeah. Like, I'm serious, honey. Yeah. I tell you, don't scratch the top of my head. Yeah. You know, scratch right here or the scratch front. behind. Yeah. 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 Like the top of it doesn't feel, you know, like it's, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> like be it's specific. It's yeah. yeah you got to be very, very specific. Yeah. Um, and I think people think that's cringy when in reality, those are the most healthiest relationships. Well, they ever. think it's cringy because the world will tell them well, that yeah. it's cringy yeah. and that you're not supposed to share those things mm-hmm. and that. You know, everyone believes in soulmates. So if you're that person, then you probably also think that your partner can read your mind. Yeah. And they cannot. Yeah. Newsflash, they can't read your mind. Yeah. You can't read my mind. Now, a lot of times you can. A lot of times I can. Because of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like if I need something and you're like, hey, I just feel like I needed to do this. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I needed right now. But that's not that's not you and your yeah. own will. But. Mm-hmm. It's so important to communicate those things. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing, describe one of your favorite memories of time you have spent together. And then uh, the last one was, I am most attracted to my fiance when. Yeah. Um, so we talked about all and this of those was, things. And this was not, the thing is, this was also not sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of these people in the room were believers. Yeah. So as believers... Maybe they have had sex before marriage, maybe not. Yeah. But everyone at our table has not. Yes. So it was, I am most attracted to my fiance when, in parentheses, I'm adding this, in parentheses, no, we are not talking about sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot what I put for mine, but. Well, that was something that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. At the gym um, after, but yeah, communicating those things is so important and so healthy. And if you don't feel like you can communicate those things with your partner, there's something in you that really needs work. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're with someone that doesn't make you feel safe and that's a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. you need to have yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your your safeness and like embarrassment level mm-hmm. should be on the same as it is with God. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be embarrassed to bring anything to God because he already knows it yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And in the same way, you shouldn't be embarrassed to bring your stuff to your partner because, mm-hmm. again, y'all's relationship is a representation of God's love. Yeah. That's the covenant y'all are diving into. Yeah. And God's not ever going to reject you for something that you're going through. Mm-hmm. And one thing we also did talk about was just spending that 20 minutes yeah. with your partner every single day. Yeah. And that's what's going to like literally just sitting on the couch, nothing on. Just looking at your partner or going in the for eye. a walk. Yeah, going for a walk together, whatever. But talking the yeah, whole but, time. Yeah, and I can't even begin to tell you, honey, 
the amount of vulnerable conversations you and I have had right out there. Yeah. Because we don't have anything on us. Yeah. My it's, dog is running, chasing bunnies. Yeah. Bella is, she's an idiot. Yeah. And. <laughs> she's a good girl. Yeah. She's, she's a really good walker. Yeah. But um, yeah, anytime something has happened in either of our lives, mo- most of the time when I'm going through something and you're like, what, what can we do? Like, I'm just like, come over and take me on a walk. Mm-hmm. And that means come over, let's walk and just talk about what's going on. Yeah. It's so important. And I think you're going to be attracted to your partner more when you find more stuff out about them too. And yeah. And you're going to build a relationship yeah you know it's like people get married and they're like okay we're good yeah like you don't find a relationship you build it it, exactly it's like you're just laying bricks yeah man like it's not just like a build a house and you live in it the rest of your life like no yeah you did not find jesus's relationship in your prayer closet Mm -hmm. you found jesus Mm -hmm. now you're building a relationship with him exactly I did not find my relationship with Michelle. Yeah. I saw Michelle's beautiful face on TikTok and messaged her. Yeah. And then I found Michelle and now we are building a relationship for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's everything that we learned in our premarital seminar. Mm-hmm. And hope you guys enjoyed. We are 48 days out from getting married when filming this, which is... Which is going to be crazy. 41 by the time it comes... Or no. No. Way Thir- more than that. Yeah, like 38. We're, we're filming... No, wait. 37. 37 days by the time this... Almost one month. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's so crazy. close. We will be... Leaving for Ohio that weekend, too. Yeah. To go get my wedding dress. And then we come back. Then it's go time. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, also, we need to start saying this, honey, after every episode. Guys, we're taking April off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to let you guys know, we're posting on the Wednesday of our wedding, so April 3rd. Mm -hmm. But, guys, you're not getting any episodes. Like, this is Michelle and I are getting married, like... Yeah. Y'all go watch another podcaster. We're we're spending time. We're not having cameras in our face. Yeah. Like we're not we're not going to be posting on social media yeah. on our honeymoon or like Yeah. I'm not bringing my laptop on my honeymoon. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just going to be Michelle and I will maybe bring one phone to dinner just yeah. for communication yeah. with in case we need a freaking ambulance or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're we're not going to be that couple that vlogs our honeymoon and, Mm-mm. you know, maybe does a podcast two weeks after. No, no, no. We're taking nope. that month off. Yeah. And there y'all, will be... y'all will get the first episode May 2nd, I think, right? I don't know. Yeah. The, yeah. the first Wednesday of May. That's yeah. when y'all will get your first episode. And that is when season three is coming out as well. Yeah. So new intro, new guest that are going to be coming on. Mm-hmm. And just... N- a lot of topics. When I tell you guys we have topics on deck, we got topics. Um, but thank you guys so much for your support, everything like that. And also, if y'all see Michelle and I in public, say what's up. We have met some of you guys mm-hmm. at the gym we go to. Yeah. And it's really, really cool. But if y'all, yeah. if y'all see us, then mm-hmm. come say what's up. But we love you guys so, so much. See y'all next week on the tripod.